What's up? What's up? What's up, people? This is K Steel, Words of Wisdom. And I just want to thank y'all for tuning in to the podcast. Um, the last few podcasts, people have been uh, giving me some great feedback. So I just want to say I appreciate y'all. And today's topic is um, you must learn to navigate your interruptions. And it seems like I've had to start this podcast being honest and transparent at least four or five times because it's been so much noise today. It's been, uh, you know, the neighbor brings out the empty garbage can. So they're clanging against the street, the cars, the beeping from the uh, people backing up or uh, 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 the train, you know, uh, going by. And it's funny because I think it's important. I guess it's, it's important that I get this out. You know, you must learn to navigate your interruptions and make it personal. My interruptions, you know, what I mean, interruptions are something that shows up out of nowhere. And they're extremely inconvenient sometimes, and they come without warning. Um, interruptions, man, we can go down a long list of interruptions, but I'll start like this. Uh, when I was in my early, early 20s, uh, I was at a club and uh, two guys had got into it that was in the club. And then after the club, I'm, I'm around. It's a bunch of people around me and my boys kind of around and this young lady, uh, you know, called my interest. So I was going to get her phone number or I was talking to her, getting her phone number. And uh, as I look up, I see a guy in the middle of the street while I'm talking to her. I'm watching. I see a guy in the middle of the street and then I see who he's looking at at the other end of the block. And this guy in a white car, like way down the street. And as I'm getting a girl phone number, four shots ring out. And it was kind of because it was so noisy. Me and the girl kind of didn't take it seriously. I'm still talking to her. And then the girl to my right, she was acting real ghetto. Oh, y'all scared a few shots. And so I'm listening to her like, oh, okay, this conversation is ending, right? Uh, the girl who was acting all ghetto and she's laughing at people, y'all some bees and she's calling people names and she's acting all hardcore. All of a sudden within, I don't know, a few more seconds, some more shots ring out and now it's it's like really they really shooting and within a split second of the guy starting to shoot from down the block he's shooting back into a crowd and his aim was completely off because the guy was dead center in the middle of the street and he didn't hit him at all but he hit everything around him and so he hit the girl who was talking mess the girl gets shot in her leg and it's almost like everything was in slow motion and this is an interruption that I believe saved my life. The girl gets shot in the leg who was to my right, maybe about three feet. She gets shot in the leg. I see blood everywhere from this girl's leg. And then there's a guy about three to five feet in front of me. He gets shot in the neck. He drops. The girl had already ran. And so in the midst of these things happening, I'm watching it in slow motion. All of a sudden, um, I turn to, uh, go back in the club and the club, when I look back, the club had already locked their doors and everybody was trying to get as close to the building as possible before I can really make a move. As I'm turning, people are pushing me because I'm only about five, six feet from the club door. Right. But the moment they push me, my leg goes up in the position I was standing in and a bullet went through the bottom of my Timberland boot. And I felt it 
And it was like a quick flash, but I knew something had hit me, right? And so I, I'm on the ground. I push people off of me, and I and, and it's it's weird how you feel it. I didn't feel like any of those bullets were for me. I'm not saying I was Superman or anything. I just didn't feel it. That wasn't my time to go. Wasn't my time to get hit. So I got up and comfortably walked behind this big old oak tree. Um, that was uh, next to the club or whatever downtown Sacramento. And um, and my boy, <laughs> one of my friends, he's like six. Uh, I'm six five, so he's about six seven, uh, six 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 seven, and this tall joker uh, was trying to uh, crunch down under a small car, a car probably about the same size as him. You know, he's trying to crunch down like Kendrick. Let's go, let's go. And I just stood behind the, the tree and I look around the corner and I see the guy. He shoot a few more times and then he hops in his car and runs off. You know, drives off. And then I walk across the street. My boy and everybody's panicked and I'm like lightweight jog across the street and he's like man what you doing blood like you shouldn't be and i was like hey it's over with right so we go to the car and we kind of laugh about it but i was like hey i think a bullet went in my shoe and he was like what and i turned over my boot and when i looked at my boot i um you know flexed the sole of it that rubber sole and what happened was i seen what a bullet had went through the bottom of my boot and I knew that was an interruption uh, that God kind of saved me from. You know what I mean? So interruptions can come. I mean, heck, interruptions are, are, are funny sometimes because sometimes they're, they're too honest to God save your life. You know, some interruptions are there to interrupt you from making one of the worst decisions you can ever make in your life. You know, marrying the wrong people or starting the wrong job or going into a lifestyle that is very... Uh, contradicting to what you're truly called to do, right? Um, there was an interruption. Um, oh man, I have so many stories. It's almost like hard to go uh, find one. So check this out. When I was younger, my first couple of years in college, um, I ran track and I was really good at it. Okay. One of the things that happened to me when I was running track, um, there was an in a couple of interruptions that happened in my life that uh, messed that opportunity up because one of my goals in life was to go to the Olympics. I think I told my mom when I was like five, I'm going to take her out of the ghetto and I'm going to run uh, in the Olympics. And I had, I used to always have butterflies. I still kind of have butterflies when I listen to um, track and field, whether it's radio or I look at it on the um, television. I still have a desire to run, but I'm a lot older now. So I know that dream is I probably just go and enjoy it one day versus actually running in it. But um, there was a season where I was in college. Uh, my even my college track coach didn't know how good I was. And uh, he had his favorites and I, I did some some awesome running. Right. And uh, two things happened in my, my season there that stopped that from happening. One, um, I was dating a girl. And this girl, I found out like at the worst time, she finally introduced me to her parents. I had known her from high school. And then when we got in college, we ended up dating. And what ended up happening was uh, she introduced me to her dad and her dad was an Olympic trainer. And um, this young lady, cool, cool young lady, you know, she, she you know, we, we went through our season. But what happened was when she introduced me to who her father was, come to find out he was a track coach for the Olympics. 
And he says, uh, you know, you got to talk and we ate together and all that kind of stuff. And I told him my dreams of running track. He says, well, I won't listen to you. I'll I'll ask your track coach because I know him. And I was like, wow, that's dope. Right. So he says, if he says what you're saying of how good you are or whatever, he said, I'll train you. And so I'm looking at this as an ultimate blessing that God has done something like he, he opened his door for me. Right. And so a um, couple of weeks later, come to find out he did get in contact with my coach and they talked about me. And I guess I impressed my coach enough. This guy wanted to train me. So shortly after that, I had only went to his house once. Right. Me and his daughter break up because she cheated on me. When I say I was heartbroken because of that relationship, oh my God, I was heartbroken, right? And uh, that was an interruption because I had my hopes and my dreams that they're finally coming to fruition. And me and this young lady couldn't reconcile because of where she was and what she wanted to do. It wasn't so much that she, yes, it was bad that she cheated, but I connected her to such a bigger um, dream of mine. And when when she went out the window, the dream of going to track went out the window as well. Right. And I was like, dang it. Here we go. So I try to go find this man house on my own. I'm, I'm going to keep it all the way a thousand with you guys. I try to find this guy's house on my own. I drove around the neighborhood. I could not find where this man stayed at instead of. And I was so heartbroken because both of those things had had connected at just such a worst time that. It wasn't in my mind to call <laughs> to uh, call my coach and be like, hey, coach, can you get in contact with this man for me? I don't know what I was thinking in that season, but I, I guess maybe I was just focused more on her and the fact that uh, all the stuff had transpired the way it did. It just wasn't cool. So um, check this out. Shortly after that, I uh, I was going to work at night, going to college, uh, junior college in the, in the daytime. So I was paying for my schooling and all that kind of stuff, uh, not through financial aid. Um, well, not just financial aid, but I was also working. So what ended up happening was um, I was on my way to work one night riding a mountain bike. I let my mother use my car because my job was only 10, 15 minutes of riding my mountain bike and I'll be at work all night. So I let my mother use my car. I'm, I'm riding my mountain bike and I get hit by a car. Boom. And it messed my back up. Um, thank God I'm healed now. God healed me literally. Um, but what it did was, um, I had to stop working and I had to stop running track. So that was another interruption. And I, and, and for a long time I was depressed about it. I can honestly say I was depressed. Uh, it was a hard thing for me. And so going through that interruption in life, I can't live with any regrets because shortly after that, I call myself, <laughs> I call myself, uh, going to the, so, sometime later I end up going into the military, but after the car accident, I had to go through that year. I had to go through chiropractics for like a month or so, or maybe more and everything. Um, it was just all around interruption. I went to chiropractor. Um, it always seems like it hurted more going out and coming in. You know what I mean? Uh, felt like he made my back worse. Matter of fact, that chiropractor told me I would be uh, in a wheelchair by the time I turned 30 if I don't keep getting my back realigned and all this other stuff. 
I remember just telling him I don't receive it. I was like, this ain't, nah, this ain't what it is. Um, God heals. And, and this is before I was heavy in the church. I just felt like you're not going to speak that death of my body like that. And so um, once I got healed enough, I was already kind of just trying to figure out what I was going to do because I still wanted to run track, but my back was what it was. So I was able to get into the army. I kind of pressed my way through. I got in. I went to South uh, Carolina for Jackson and I'm there. Check this out. Out of shape. Uh, I was the only guy that passed my PT test first first time. Like uh, PT test is physical training. You run two miles. You do a certain amount of pushups in a minute or two. You do a certain amount of pull-ups. Out of 60 men in my company, I was the only guy that passed. So I was like, okay, I got that potential. It's still in there, right? So they allow you to eat snacks and all that kind of good stuff. So anyways, check this out. Talking about interruptions. So I'm in basic training and what's happening is I'm beginning to be in the best shape of my life. Back is feeling better. I'm doing some good things. So I race, no exaggeration on like a lot of our downtime, we get to race each other. So I race about, I don't know, shoot, um, no exaggeration, probably about a hundred and some people, about a hundred, 110, because we would race in rows of like 10. It's a lot of us out there. I never lost a race, not bragging, but I'm just telling you interruptions, right? I never lost the race. The closest guy was one of my little homies and he was really, really short guy, very bow-legged. He was the only one that came inches to, to beating me. So now my mindset is I'm about to race for the army because I know I've seen on the Olympics that the military get to go and they'll send somebody, however it works. That was my, now that's really my thought process. Forget going to war, forget all that. I'm running in the Olympics for these people. And then I started to get noticed by some of the drill sergeants and, and a bunch of, you know, uh, people there noticed how fast I was. And what ended up happening was when I made up my mind that I was going to run for the military, um, one morning we were running and um, they have different a, uh, groups you run in from A to D, A to fastest, D to slowest. And I was in a group and we run very tight knit, very close. And I was running with about, I don't know, 10 to 12 guys. And we're really close within, you know, leg shot of each other. And we got about halfway through our five mile run in the morning. And this 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 short guy was like, man, I can't do it. And I'm running behind them. We're running at a really fast pace and I'm kind of pushing him forward. I was like, you got this It's good. Keep going. Keep going. You got it, man. We got two miles to go and I'm encouraging him. But he's I, I see him already mentally giving up. And I'm like, dang it, dog. Like, come on, man. You got this. Quit, quit. I'm right behind you. So anyways, this guy says, I can't. And it's almost like he wanted to collapse. So as I'm trying to push him to encourage him to keep moving, he collapses right and he's directly in front of me. He collapsed like right in front of me. And so I stepped on his calf, rolled my ankle, uh, popped the hip, re-injured my back all in one shot. So I roll, we tumble. And at that time I was cussing. I'm cussing because I'm mad. I'm like, this dude blew my shot because I'm hurting now. I'm really in pain. My ankle didn't dang near instantly swole up. I can't walk really. I'm hobbling. And he gets up. He's not really injured. 
So the drill sergeant tells me, hey, private, private steel, this is what I need you to do. I need you to, to run with D group. I see you in pain. I'm sorry that you're in pain, but you run with D group and meet us back. Now, mind you, I got to hobble with the D group. D group, these were more of the larger people um, that couldn't really run at a fast pace. So I had to hobble back two miles in pain and I'm, I'm devastated. So going through that interruption really hurt me because what, what it eventually did was I had to get out of the military for an uncharacterized discharge, not a medical, not a uh, dishonorable. It was literally uncharacterized discharge because I didn't get to make it through, you know, I'm fast forwarding the story. I didn't make it through uh, basic training because of my back and my hips or whatever. And uh, thank God that God has healed those things, too. Um, now, I don't know how many years later. So it's crazy that, you know, as I'm telling you this story, I just want to encourage people that like when you're going through these interruptions, don't be so hard on yourself uh, because they come. They, they, they're they going to come. It's a part of life. Find a way to navigate through them, though. Um, it's it's very important that as we continue to, to navigate through our journey, See what the reason why some of this stuff has has stopped you or interrupted you, because sometimes the interruption is actually a better direction. There's always some reason why stuff is happening. I don't believe that things be happening by coincidence or by accident. Everything happens for a reason. And one of the things that I just want to encourage you is it, it happens for a purpose to either make you better. It happens for a purpose to get you to realign some things in your life. Uh, you could be, this is just anybody, not pointing you out per se, you could be, say, a weed in or, or a drug addict. And as much as you hate going to jail, something happens where it puts you in jail. And even though there can be more worse drugs in jail or the same amount of drugs in jail to, to keep your habit up, you go to jail and for some reason it gets you sober and clean and it puts you on a path once you get out that saves your life. You start a family. And if it wasn't for that interruption and send you to jail, um, you would have still been out there and you probably would have killed yourself being a drug addict. So there's always different interruptions that come up in our lives. And it's up to us to really understand and navigate what, uh, through that to see what they're there for. I look at everything that has happened in my life and God is going to use it for for betterment of my good and, and for the betterment of my children and my family. Um, because I do remember all the stories that I've experienced and the different things, the hardships, the broken bones, the, the different things, the surgeries and whatever else, what have you. But it's very important that you learn to navigate your interruptions. And, and hopefully you guys enjoyed my story because I got plenty more. If you continue to uh, tune into my podcast, uh, follow me, leave some comments, leave a voicemail. I appreciate you. Um, and because I, I just want everybody to be encouraged and know that interrupt, interruptions are a part of life. And once we learn how to navigate through them, we will be better off, not only for ourselves, but for somebody else. Because once we start telling our story, somebody else can relate to it and it might save them. Literally, your story might be the very interruption that they need to go to the next level where they are. So you can um, this is the end of this one. So hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, uh, hopefully I didn't keep you too long. Check this out. You can reach me at Kendrick Still for other words of encouragement, words of wisdom, uh, maybe a few videos. I'm still starting my uh, YouTube pretty soon. Um, you can still reach me at Kendrick Still, like standing still on Facebook or on Instagram. Creative Ambition, C-R-E-A-T-V-A-M-B. 
A-T-I-O-N, creative ambition. Ambition means desire. Sometimes you got to create your desire. Um, So creative ambition on Instagram. Leave your boy a post. Uh, Follow me. I'll follow you back. Holla at you later. Talk to you soon. Peace.